You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs took the practice field on Wednesday to begin their preparation for Week 11 Sunday night contest against the Los Angeles Chargers. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, cornerback Trent McDuffie, and running back Isaiah Pacheco. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Trent McDuffie and Isaiah Pacheco. Here's Andy Reid. All right. Um, as far as the injuries go, uh, McCole has the illness to his abdomen. Um, he's getting better, but not back yet. Uh, two people in concussion protocol are... Uh, Lamons and Juju, and then Scantling is just sick. He, he's got an illness. So uh, Frank is back, which is a positive. Um, and then we look forward to playing the Chargers. We know they're a good football team. They're getting some of their players back. We're, we realize that, and um, and so we'll um, you know we'll have a good week of practice, getting ready for them starting today. Time to with uh, Juju, and understanding that he is in the concussion protocol, Coach, what's your outlook for him this week? Yeah, I mean, uh, you take it day by day. Um, but we'll be cautious with it. I, I, we're not going to do anything that you shouldn't do according to what the data shows so, and how he feels. As a, as a league, things that happened this year around – you know, with the tourist situation, all that stuff. How much more cognizant are you guys of this than maybe you were 20 years ago when you started? Yeah, listen, I think the league does a great job. It, the, one, the one thing that amazed me about the league is they don't shy away from uh, situations. So as tough as it can be, some people turn their back on things. I don't think the league does that. Um, and this has been one of them. I mean, you know the time that we've spent at the owner meetings on uh, protection for players, uh, safety, uh, in particular concussions. And and soft tissue injury. So um, I, I think it's come a long way. I think it will continue to develop as the helmets get better and the rules, uh, the guys get used to the rules and the officials get used to officiating it and so on and so forth. So. Coach, one of the things, just kind of following up on what you uh, just described, Bill Belichick, I believe on Monday or Tuesday, talked about um, being able to utilize a challenge after the two-minute warning. Um, I believe you're on the competition committee. What are your thoughts on that? Because and, and I think it's coming some, from some of the missed calls that the officials uh, may have missed over the weekend. Yeah, I'm on the coaches committee, not, not the competition committee, uh, but we deal with that that, that stuff. Um, I I don't have uh, one way or the other. I, I haven't talked to Bill, so I mean, uh, but normally if he says something, it's he's put some thought into it, and it's normally a pretty good idea. So. Um, uh, you know, it's maybe something we look at in the offseason. 
Sunday, you mentioned the MRI for Wiley. Uh, I guess his back's practice, so everything was okay with, with his elbow. Yes. Um, yes. They, they braced it. You'll see him, he has a brace on it, but he's, he feels pretty good. Coach, I know you guys have always been aggressive, and we've asked Dave this a couple of times when he's been available. They've told um, and you like to be aggressive on the returns and everything when it's possible, but is the game evolving to where the kickers, the punters, the coverages are so good that, you know, you just can't have the kind of returns, the kind of success you've had in years past? And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, some of it's rules, too, and they, they change uh, to try to protect the guys. Um, there are a lot of injuries that have taken place on in the kicking game, so they move that around. Now, Dave's a good one to talk to because he's on that committee where they, they talk about all that stuff. So, um, But I, I still think it's a, a viable part of the game, and I, I still think you make plays there um, when you have the ball, uh, the opportunity to you know, block, tackle. I mean, those, those fundamentals become very important on special teams. The return, your blocking has to, in space, has to be very good. That takes skill and and work, so and we need to get better at it. Sorry, does your uh, <clears throat> philosophy change with the way Patrick has evolved and, and as you know effective as he's been? Do you, you know, okay, we want to be aggressive now. We can dial back a little bit because we we you know got a guy that we really trust uh, under center. Um, maybe in certain cases. Um, I mean, it's. It would be the situ whatever situation, you know, specifically. If I say no, you know, we do something, then I'm, I look like a fool up here. But, um, uh, you know, there's certain times when you're going to be a little bit more aggressive than, than others. Andy, how did Clyde take his uh, lower amount of playing time the other night? And would you tell him about yeah. that and, and his role going forward? The part I love about Clyde is Clyde wants to play, you know, so I, I wouldn't expect anything less than that. How he handled it, though, was like a pro, but he wants to play. And I would think less of him if he didn't want to play. So the, it's the way that rotation goes. It's a crazy, crazy thing because we don't go in thinking that. And, but because of the way the series worked, short series here, and he gets in for three plays and he's out. You know, we don't have that many three and outs as an offense. And uh, he happened to be in one of them. So it, it, the numbers got skewed. And it's kind of what happened with Pacheco. You know, before that, so well, we're we're working through it, and it's not because of his ability. I mean, that's not a different health and safety issue from concussions. But SoFi Stadium's turf has been in the crosshairs a lot. Mm. Where do you stand on artificial turf, natural grass? Yeah, listen. I mean, I I prefer natural grass. I, you know, I've I've listened to all the studies, the density studies. Um, I've seen all the different compounds that they put into the thing. All the, I still like grass, you know, natural grass. The way our league does it, I mean, I've seen some fields that I probably go get, you know, let's go artificial on, but uh, for the most part, the guys that take care of these fields in the league do a nice job. And uh, the grass fields, I'm saying. And, and the turf, I mean, they make it as good as they can possibly make it with the turf stuff, uh, with the artificial turf. But I would prefer regular, regular grass. Coach, I was going to follow up on Adam's question about the running back situation. It was reported that you all had interest in uh, Eno Benjamin before the Texans uh, claimed them off of waivers. But looking at that, if that were to be the case, and they can comment on that particularly, but 
uh, if you were to bring another running back in, what's that? What's that say about Ronald Jones and his and his uh, ability to be able to make the make the uh, active? Yeah, I I didn't hear anything about that, so I I honestly don't know anything about it. I know Brett looks at everybody, but everything, but I don't. I never heard that. I mean, we're we're good with what we have right there. <laughs> Yeah, so Ronald's a capable player, obviously. Um, and it's the number, it, it all started back in training camp. I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. So when you, you, you kind of lose out on the spot, now you got to wait till somebody you know, gets banged up or sick or something of that sort and until you get in. I mean, you're not going to dress more than three of them normally. And, uh, but we feel very comfortable with him being in there too. So. I know the MVS might be okay, but uh, today you'll be rolling with Watson, Tony, and more. Just how confident you the depth of the receiver? Yeah, we're good. We're, you know, we're good. We've got a couple other guys. Uh, you know, you've seen camp up in a few weeks. Uh, not this past game, but two before that. So we, we know he can do it. Yeah, I mean, we're we're fine. Andy, the, um, in relation to you guys taking over the number one spot in the FC, certainly a long way to go, but. Just wanted to backtrack to the offseason, the moves you guys made, obviously getting rid of, of, of a pretty high caliber player. Can you recall having a conversation with the team as far as, hey, the, the end goal doesn't change when, when you make a move like that? I mean, or was it just a natural yeah. thing? Yeah, you know what I'm I think the players know how we roll, and mm-hmm. uh, you don't really have to say that. And uh, I'm, I'm glad he's having a good year. I mean, that's that's great for the National Football League. It's great for him and his family. So I... I I'm happy for him, and that's the way we approach it. But we also have good players, and Brett does it as well as anybody. I'm finding people and bringing them in that he thinks will fit in the offense, defense, and special team. So we have full trust in him as a coaching staff. Uh, but the guys that we've had here, man, we've loved having, and we want them to be able to make a living doing it and make as much money as they possibly can doing it. So if they go somewhere else, they go somewhere else, and then we'll, we'll – We'll get what we need and, and and go roll. We're sitting here in the middle of November. You guys have had a couple of dog fights with the AFC West teams already this year. But if you win this game, you're three games clear of the Chargers. Are you surprised that that's how the division has shaken out so far this year? Well, you're right at that time where, I mean, these games are so, so important. Um, it's important for the Chargers. It's important for us, Denver, and, and the Raiders likewise. So um, that that's the time of year you're in. And you got to make sure that you you batten down the hatches, man, and, and get things, uh, detail your work, and, and and don't leave anything uncovered there. So. Last one, Herbs. Coach, I'm, I'm Juju Smith-Schuster. Obviously, there's a lot of controversy around that hit. Have you heard from the league um, clarifying whether it was a shoulder-to-shoulder hit or was it a helmet-to-helmet hit? No, I mean, I heard from the officials, but I haven't heard from the league yet. They'll... they'll Give us our report here. What did you hear from the fish? It was shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Well, you were talking about what? During the game. At the time. Yeah, at the game. Which, the, is it standard for the league to, and, I, and something since that's become a big talking point around, is it standard for the league to reach out to you, or is that the kind of thing you have to reach out to them to get some kind of input? Yeah, and, well, it goes both ways. Yeah, it goes both ways. But we, we you know, we have a form that we can fill out and ask questions. So. Great. Thanks, Coach. Yeah. Okay. okay. At all that you win this, you'll be three games up in the division after all the moves that were made in the West to make this a little more competitive. Um, 
Yeah, because you understand, we've played two of these teams now. We haven't played Denver yet, but you know that they're great football teams. They just, in football, man, anybody can beat anybody any day. Um, and so it, it hasn't gone their way in some of these games, these close, uh, hard-fought games. Um, but we understand how good the Chargers are. Um, we're not looking ahead to being three games up or whatever it is. We're looking at what can we do to win today so that we can win on Sunday. And so uh, we understand it's going to be a great challenge, and uh, we're going to play our best football if we want to win. I think I think guys just understand the culture that Coach Reed has built here over the years. Um, it's it's bigger than one player. It's bigger than myself. Um, and so, uh, what can we do to improve ourselves to give ourselves the best chance to win? And we understand how great Tyreek is. Um, I think people see that now in Miami even more than they saw it here. Um, how, how special of a player that he is. Um, but in this offense, it's about everybody. How can we can we make each other better? And uh, we brought new guys in and kind of. Kept the older guys have gotten bigger roles, um, and we've done whatever we can to win football games, and that's that's helped us get this being the number one seed now. But how can we continue that and get even better as the season goes on? And were you pretty confident that both you guys would excel the way that you have one plus one time with each other? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw Tyreek at practice every single day, so I knew that he was going to make plays no matter where he was at, and uh, he got in a great offense with other great players, so it made it easy easy for him to go out there and show his talent. Um, and then for us, I mean. I knew the guys that we had in our locker room. And, I, and like I said at the beginning of the year, man, Coach Reed's had success everywhere. So if I just do what he says, usually good things happen. Doesn't surprise you that people seem to get healthy the week of when they, when they come to, when you're, uh, when you're about to play, and I believe uh, Mike Williams along with Ken Allen, they're expected to come back and play this week, kind of, and then, you know, who knows what happens next week. I mean, it's, 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 it's a good thing to me. I mean, you're playing the best. Uh, I mean, every single week we want to play the best. We want to prepare ourselves to make a run in the playoffs, uh, to try to get to the Super Bowl and win it. And uh, if you play the best teams and with their, with their best players and you win, it gives you that confidence that you can continue to get better and better. And, and whenever you play them in the playoffs, uh, you're ready for it. Patrick, because of injuries and, and such, you're going to start the week receiver-wise with, with Watson, Moore, and Tony. Just, that's obviously a little bit different. What gives you the confidence in, in those that group of, of guys? Yeah, I mean, we just we put guys in positions to succeed. Um, and so for me, it's about executing the offense, finding the open guy, um, and uh, getting the ball out of my hands and letting those guys make plays. And we've seen over the, the year um, that these guys can make plays in big moments. Um, and so we'll give them those chances as well as have some younger guys step up. And then hopefully we can get some guys back later in the, later in the week. And if not, uh, we'll be ready to go with whoever's out there. Specifically Watson, how, how critical has he been in, in sort of that underrated role for you guys this season in big spots? Yeah, I mean, he's made a lot of big catches um, and, and big parts in games. He does a great job of blocking. Um, he's he's it's crazy. Like at the end, in that last game, whenever we had some guys go out there back to back, he was kind of telling guys, "Hey, you go to this position and you play. Take Juju's role. You take Marquez's role." And he knows every position on the football field, and he just wants to get go out there and have success. So, uh, uh, having guys like that, and, and I mean, like that, we have in the whole receiving room now. Uh, I think we'll we'll be fine of just going out there and executing the offense. You, uh, I saw yesterday that you quote tweeted Baldy's video of Jared McKinnon and his blocking ability. Um, just what do you appreciate most about what he's been able to do to, to keep you upright in certain moments this season? 
Yeah, I mean, he has a great understanding of the protection plan. I mean, everything. Uh, that, that look that we got was kind of an unscouted look that we had gotten early in the season versus the Colts where they use one of their linebackers to pick the tackle and then the DN loops around and earlier in the season you might go with the linebacker because that's technically your guy, but he passed it off like he was an offensive lineman, man. And so um, for him, just knowing the protection plan, having that, like I said, that dog to step up and block a defensive end that's 6'5", 6'6", uh, 280, um, and give me enough time to throw the ball downfield. I mean, that's what it takes in order to be a great team is everybody doing their job. Um, and it's special for a guy like that to, to take on that that job and, and do such a great job of it. Patrick, two-fold question. Uh, do, do you prefer um, being the top dog to where everybody's coming after you, or did you like it to where you were kind of trying to trying to catch what Buffalo is uh, at the moment I'll follow up? I don't really care. I just want to win. Okay, that, that's it. Mm. That, that being the case, what has surprised you most, uh, you know, each week, week in and week out, obviously, you know, you going coming out of the game Sunday, you see the Minnesota-Buffalo game being in the dogfight, and then, of course, you know, obviously anything can happen in the NFL, but then Philadelphia losing Monday night to Washington where, they, you know, people were so, I mean, what has surprised you most when you see week in and week out in the NFL? It's not, not anything that surprises me. I mean, I understand it, man. I mean, everybody can beat everybody. I mean, they're great players on every single team in this league, and it's about who executes when it counts the most. And that's why we take situational football so so uh, it's so important here. It's because it's uh, something that, that changes games. I mean, everybody has great players. Um, and uh, we really focus on the situations that are going to win games, and we've done a great job this year of winning those situations. But let's keep it going, and uh, whenever we get put in those situations again, let's maximize our opportunity and win more football games. Patrick, when you look at surprised uh, what Tony's been able to give you coming in so late? Um, not, I, I wasn't surprised about him making the plays, um, but just us being able to move him around as much as we have, I mean, it's, it, it's a testament to him, man. He's really got in here. He's learned. Um, he's learned multiple positions and we have, we've moved him around now. It's not like he's in that one spot. Um, and so I, we'll just continue to build on that. We don't want to overwhelm him. Uh, we don't want to put too much on his plate. Um, but we're going to keep giving him more and more and, and, and more involved in this offense because it'll make this offense better as a whole as the season goes on. Back to the Tyree trade for a second. Was there any thought at the time in your mind that maybe this was going to be a little more of a rebuilding year? Not a complete rebuild, obviously, but any more of a rebuilding year than anything else you've gone through since you've been here? Uh, not necessarily. Um, every time I step on that football field, I, I expect to win. Um, and I think Coach, Coach Reed and Brett Veach uh, are going to put guys around uh, guys around me that we're going to go out there and win football games. And I think they've done that. And even though we have young guys, we knew it was going to take time for them to keep getting more and more accustomed to how we do things. Um, but we won some of those tight games early early in the year. And I said those are some big wins for us because uh, those guys will learn even faster. Uh, and I think now we can c continue to just build and build, and hopefully we can have the best team going into the playoffs whenever we're ready. Patrick, just want to ask you about Justin Herbert, another young quarterback, and he was a little bit younger than you, but do you see any of yourself in the way that he plays or maybe vice versa? I mean, he's a, spe he's a special arm talent, man. And he throws some, some passes that I don't think anyone can throw in this league, and that includes myself. I mean, he has a, a cannon for an arm. You watch it. I watch on film every week because we like, play similar opponents. Um, and there's some throws you just kind of shake your head because uh, they're, they're that special. And so uh, I understand it would be a great challenge for us as a team to go up against the Chargers and the, the talent that they have over there. And so how can we match that intensity? How can we match that talent and go out there and win a football game is, is what we have to focus on. Uh, Patrick, I know the next man mentality, you know, that uh, when a guy goes down, you're obviously not going to quit, right? You keep playing and you got to put it in there. But it changes. The different skill sets change. When, when Juju comes out and somebody else has to play his role, do you go through a 
quick mental checklist. Okay, this guy does this better, he does this better, and I'm, I'm looking to make different reads based upon what his skill set is? Uh, not necessarily different reads. I think the coaches do a great job of putting the right guys in the right positions. Um, and so I think you saw right when Juju went out, we put Sky kind of in that inside role, let him catch the ball, get upfield. Um, that was Juju's route, but Sky can do some of those similar type things, so let's put him in that position. Um, if, if Like when McColl came out, we put Justin Watson, we put the Chargers the last time in that same position that it was McColl's route, he was tired, put Justin Watson in there, fast guy, he makes the play happen. And so I just rely on my coaches to put guys in the right position. And then I go through the reads, how I'm supposed to go through the reads. Um, and, I mean, other than if Kelsey's manned up, I give him the ball. But, uh, but, but I go through the reads the way I'm supposed to go through the reads, and uh, usually good things happen. And then you said several years ago when you were on uh, – I've asked you this before, but just get an update. Like when you were on LeBron's the mm -hmm. shop, you said, hey, in a couple of years, you know, I'll really feel it. You were kind of talking about Tom Brady and Peyton mm -hmm. Manning. You're four and a half years in as a starter, five and a half years in now. Do you – Feel like you know it all now that your it's reaction the way you were kind of aspiring it to be several years ago. Um, I think I'm definitely even a step further um, along with my process, but I still think I have a lot to learn. I mean, there's still certain protections that I get beat on because of the blitzes. There's certain uh, coverages that get me because I don't recognize certain tells. Um, so there's stuff that I can continue to get better at. Um, but I mean. Like the struggles like I went through last year, I think are something that you can just build on and learn from, and I think it's helped me be a little bit more patient. Um, but the, but there's still sometimes like into the, the last game I threw the pick where I get a little too aggressive. So I try to just kind of maintain that balance of being aggressive but taking the, making the right decision. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, um, I think that is going to be just the biggest factor is stopping Justin Herbert's passing attack because he can throw the ball anywhere, so being able to limit his passing lanes. And then I think Austin Eckler is also a great player who can do a lot of things. He's really good out of the backfield, catching passes and in the run game. So I think limiting those two to just as less yards as we can as a defense is going to help us out the most. Dave called you guys the rookies, the, the Fab Five. Yeah. How, how much pride do you guys have in, in being such such a successful young group? And yeah. even LJ's is his third year, just being able to make the impact you're having at just such an early age in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I mean, as a rookie and even just talking with all the rookies, especially the Fab Five, I think a big thing that we like to do is just show who we are and prove to everybody that we can do this. Um, I think a cool thing that the rookies have started to do is Put a lot more trust and confidence in the best in the vets that they can trust us and that we're able to make plays on the field. So for us, it's fun to be out there with everybody. Like 
on third downs, we have a package where there's four rookies out there. When I look back and see Brian Cook and Jay White on the other side and Josh, I'm like, how cool is this that everybody I came with, everybody who's learned the same lingo, we all taught each other, is all out there. I mean, it makes the game so much more fun. How much time outside of the facility do you spend together? And just if you can give a glimpse into some of the things you guys like to do together outside of the facility. Yeah, um, I mean, sure, we used to spend literally all the time together in OTA. Just slow down a little bit now during the season. But, I mean, shoot, we're just, we're just a bunch of joke jokesters, to be honest. Like, we're always cracking jokes, and we're always laughing, we're always arguing with each other. Like, we're just basically like a band of brothers just stuffed onto a team. So I feel like from day one, everybody kind of connected and everybody was together. So it's really fun being with those guys. You mentioned Austin Eckler and Justin Herbert. It looks like the Chargers might have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Yeah, yeah. What, what are they adding to this offense that they didn't necessarily have in week two? Yeah, I mean, they've been starters. They're vets, so... Justin Herbert trust them, trust where the ball's going to be, so the time's going to be back. So I think a big thing for the DBs is to disrupt that timing and kind of just, you know, they're they're fresh, they're new. So, I mean, anybody they put out there, if it's Mike Evans, if it's somebody else, Josh Palmer, like we just got to play how we play, and I feel like we'll do what we have to do. Looking back on the last couple of weeks, you know, you had Derrick Henry and then ETN was yeah. coming in on fire. He rushed for like 400 yards in three games. What's the mindset? I mean, we know everyone focuses on the big guys inside mm-hmm. and stopping the run, but yeah, this has always been a, a pretty good tackling secondary yeah. here since Steve Spagnuolo's come in. What is, what's the conversation like with the corners and the, and the DBs about stopping the run? How much pride is it? How much is it a point of emphasis? Yeah, um, I mean, shoot, even me just as a DB, I've always been huge on just tackling, like making sure we get the runner down because we're defense, we're tacklers. Like that's what we have to do. So. Coming here, I feel like there's no drop-off. Like, coming in, I understood that we're going to tackle as corners. Steve Spagnuolo is going to expect us in the block, in the box, like taking on these tight ends. So um, going into Sunday, it's no really a drop-off. It's not anything like we have to do something more than we already do. Like, it's just already ingrained in us. We've done many reps with it, so it's just built into us. I don't know a lot of research goes into your game before they ever even sit down and talk to you. They've seen all your plays yeah. and all that. But is it something they do discuss when you're going through the interview process and they're talking to you, you know, all the different teams? Do the Chiefs make that a, a you know a point of emphasis, just be even going back when they were kind of scouting you before the draft? Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I feel like all the teams really had an emphasis on tackling DBs. I feel like um, as a DB, if you can be a great tackler, you can play multiple positions. And that's something I pride myself in now as a corner, as a nickel, as a safety. Like, no matter what, if you can go out there and tackle on the field, then your defensive coordinator, your DB coach is going to trust to put you out there. You're saying that you haven't had a shot at this yet, but Mike Williams historically has been a challenge for, for the Chiefs. What, what mm-hmm. are you guys uh, messaging-wise uh, uh, saying about Williams and, and being able to stop him? Yeah, I mean, we know he's a good player. You see what he did last time we played him. So um, we know the challenge that's coming up, and we're ready to just go out there and compete with them with a great receiver. You have a lot of family coming to town, you know, since it's close to where you grew up. Yeah, definitely have quite a few family members coming out, so I'll definitely have uh, quite a lot of energy on Sunday. You hitting up guys for tickets and making sure you can yeah, cover it all? Yeah, I've already, I did that way before this was even a thing. Right when I knew I was going to L.A., I was like, all right, y'all, like this is going to be a big game for me, so definitely going to need some tickets. How do you maintain those emotions just knowing how many family and friends you'll have in attendance? Yeah, um, I feel like, honestly, up to now, I've always had a lot of family come to games, which has been super important to me and something I've been blessed with. So um, going into it, it's it's exciting, but it's just another game for me, and that's kind of how I approach this. 
I know you kind of talked about Mike Williams, but just the bigger receivers. I mean, you're not a small guy yeah. in stretch, right? But, yeah. Uh, but, you know, there are some, and he's one of them. Right. You know, kind of a, uh, it's kind of like a linebacker yeah. walking out there. Uh, how do you view that? Is it taking on? Is you have to be careful about not getting too fired up, not trying to get too hard and get yeah. beat on a move or anything? Like, how do you approach um, the bigger guys? Honestly, you just got to be um, more aggressive. Really, you just got to get hands on them. You got to know that. Um, they're big bodies. They're going to be strong. So you just got to fight pressure with pressure and go make a play when the ball's in the air. Did you, did you play against a guy like that in college? Uh, yeah. There was a few receivers, yeah, that I played were bigger than me. But um, I went back to um, once you watch the film, once you break down what they're good at, strengths and weaknesses, you kind of create this game plan where you can fight certain things that you know what they're going to do and certain things you kind of just have to go out there and be a ball player. Good. Awesome. Thanks, Drew. Appreciate y'all. Uh, Isaiah, first of all, you kind of settling in into that lead role, uh, you know, getting a chance to be out there first and get going and maybe get into a rhythm. That's one of the things Eric Bieniemy said was kind of the purpose of, of putting you out there first. How, you, you feel like you're settling in better, that it is easier maybe to get in a rhythm when you're getting first crack at it? Yes, uh, definitely going at it every week, uh, getting uh, the feel for it, different teams, different schemes. Uh, for me, it's uh, just uh, having the same mindset uh, every day when I come in the building of going to work. Um, when I go out there in the practice field, go 100%. So when we come to game day, we can execute at a high, tense level. It seemed like after the, the fumble happened, you had a lot of guys sort of patting you on the back coming up to you. What, what were you thinking about in that moment that enabled you to rehearse course and play really well? Uh, with me, uh, during the moment, I was thinking, um, you know, I let my teammates down. But during the same time, um, I tried to go get the guy with the ball. So... For me, right there, to finish a strain uh, showed that um, you know I cared. And when I came back to the sideline, uh, I didn't he he held my head down because I knew that I had a strong feeling in my heart that um, I was angry enough to go back out there and execute my job to a high level. Similar question, but what did it mean to you that the coaching staff immediately went back to you and gave you a chance to show that? Uh, for me, uh, it just uh, just showed me uh, that uh, you know that I could be something in this offense. And uh, for me, to just continue to, to put in that work and work on the my pad uh, level so in the games that doesn't happen. Did you know that? Did they tell you when the defense was on the field they were coming right back to you on that first play or did you just find out in the huddle? No, nah, for me I was waiting for my number to get called. Number got called, got back in the huddle. I was ready to go, locked in. Yeah, Clyde looked like he, you know, when he came over after that, like he kind of had some words for you. What, what, what did he tell you? Hey, his ups and downs in this game. There's more game left. Uh, we got a lot of game. Keep your head up and uh, let's go. We got we got work to do. Along those same lines, obviously it is a tight running back room. How, how has he been with you over the last three games? How supportive has he been with you? Uh, for me, it's a brotherhood in, in that uh, running back room. Uh, we pushing one another. Uh, we giving uh, each other uh, examples of how we could have hit runs better, what, what we see here, what did they see from the sideline. So we're building in this room. Uh, there's a lot of football left, and we need all the guys to, to compete here to win. We heard about the, the rhythm thing, and you know, typically speaking, it sounds like the more carries you get, the, the rhythm is better and you feel better. Like how, how much better do you truly feel on carry, let's say, 9 or 10 than maybe 2 or 3, for example? I'm um, just getting that, that first couple hits off uh, in the game, uh, getting used to it. But uh, for me, just more so delivering the hit so the defense could feel me more so, so I could get a, a, a better run down the, down the line in the end of the game. Um, just kind of get those guys on their toes. Uh, he's running hard. Where's your, Sorry, go 
You said uh, you said when you got drafted that the coach told you that you could have a role in this offense. Now that you kind of have that role, does it feel like that? Hey, did it feel in the beginning? Did it feel like hey, they're just talking as opposed to now when you're actually getting the rock and proving yourself on the field? Um, for me, it, it wasn't no talking. Uh, it was just uh, keep your head down, uh, keep working. Um, if they call your number, be ready to go uh, and execute. You never know when your number is going to be called. So when it's called, be make sure you're ready to go. You never know what happened in the football season. Jim McKinnon has shown a knack for pass pro. How much have you been able to take away uh, from him as you develop that part of your game? Definitely older guy in the room. Uh, he's He's been playing ball for a couple years now. So taking the, the, the game, even come to film study, um, to, to hitting a hole tighter, just getting kind of getting a, a feel of understanding how does he feel about things. He's seen a lot of ball and, you know, working off each other games, uh, helping me and pretty sure uh, he's he's helping me as well. You, uh, in college, you don't get a shot on a team a second time, right? Like you get one one time, maybe next year before you play him again. This is the you know the turnaround game against the Chargers. What's it like, you know, seeing a team for the second time for the first time in your you know football career? Uh, for me, it's the uh, same mindset. Um, it's a one game season. I play like it's a one game season. Uh, every week, uh, come ready to roll and. For us, uh, started on the practice field today. Okay. Thanks, Isaiah. Yep. Thank you.